The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. house we escaped the asylum we protected the coven we attended the freak show we stayed at the hotel now we will survive roanoke welcome to are you afraid my roanoke nightmare the unofficial american horror story internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com poppychulo radio pop culture on demand today is thursday september 15th 2016 and i'm your host jeffrey aruz during tonight's broadcast we're going to recap review and dissect the latest episode of fx's american horror story please welcome my co-host cat's meow What's up? No, I'm joking. Hey, everybody. I'm back, ready to semi-read every single character to Phil. What's up? How are you? <laughs> Next up, Prince Rico Suave. Hi, people. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? What's poppin'? And Trini Steele. Night, everybody. All right, people, let's jump into a recap of Season 6, Episode 1, titled Chapter 1, and aired September 14th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. Shelby and Matt Miller give testimonials about their victimization in a gang initiation in Los Angeles for a television program called My Roanoke Nightmare. Shelby miscarried her baby, and Matt was seriously injured. They relocated to North Carolina to avoid further violence. During a picnic, they find themselves in a colonial-era farmhouse. They are intrigued by the property, which they purchase for $40,000, outbidding a hostile family of locals. Shelby begins to feel a foreboding. Matt and Shelby begin repairing the dilapidated house. A howling out in the woods interrupts them. Matt investigates the destruction outside and assumes it is community hostility against them as an interracial couple. The next morning, Shelby hears an unusual hail against the property, which turns out to be a rain of teeth. The teeth vanish after the onslaught. Matt pursues a regional sales position, and Shelby feels pressure to be more alone. 
So that's a very simple synopsis uh, to what happens, but uh, we're all going to get into it. But before we do, let's check in on the ratings for this episode of American Horror Story. Chapter 1 was viewed by a total of 5.14 million viewers. Now to get a better analysis of this, we're going to go to tvline.com and here's what they had to say. FX's American Horror Story Roanoke revealed itself on Wednesday night to 5.14 million total viewers while scoring a 2.8 demo rating. It's down 12% and 2 tenths from uh, the Hotel Editions season premiere. So I want to get everyone's initial take on the episode, everyone's initial reaction, without getting too deep and too detailed. What did you think of this episode? And we'll start off with our returnee. She was gone for a season, but she's back with the jump off. It's Cat's Meow. I liked it, but I don't know. I I was mm, I feel like I watched it just to like get the <laughs> the title of this season like i just wanted to know what was it going to be called like american horror story what so when they started with this tv show within a tv show shit i was not having it trini Steele, what were your initial thoughts um hmm without getting too deep i wasn't really I was a little underwhelmed, honestly, so far. But um, it 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 there's a little bit of intrigue there still, but you know it's it's it wasn't as um, scary as I thought it might have been. All right, now Prince Rico Suave, what about you? What are your initial thoughts? All right, well I was right, and I knew what it was. I knew what the season was going to be prior. So I was right. So I was like, word, kudos, pat on the back, good job. I'm like a good detective. But I was upset because no one died. And we all know how I feel about deaths. I need a dead body. This is why I watch this. I need to see somebody like get gruesomely killed. And it it picked up slower than it normally does. Okay. Did, did. Does, did. Did, does. Y'all, yeah, you know. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> I just thought I picked up a little bit slower than it normally typically does for American Horror Story. And kind of was a little disappointed in that. Okay. I liked it. For some reason, I really enjoyed the premiere. I thought it was very different, obviously, than what we're used to seeing in that it was like mockumentary style. But I was really captivated by what. I saw I thought the performances were really good and uh, for me it was it was creepy actually it was the first time that it was kind of creepy since like for me at least since season two in Asylum so I thought it was a, a really creepy start to the first season and, and we'll see what this season ends up being is it just this story is it multiple stories we still haven't gotten any type of confirmation as to what the hell the season's going to be about to be quite honest so uh i'm excited to find out what's to come i guess but uh before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of american horror story here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us like us on facebook Facebook.com slash PCR 
Are you afraid? Follow us on Tumblr. Are you afraid? Dash A H S Tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Are You Afraid? My Roanoke Nightmare, and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. All right, so let's get into the episode. So we start off uh, this episode by meeting Shelby and Matt Miller. They're a young couple who've fallen in love. She's a yoga instructor. He's a pharmaceutical sales rep. They're out on the West Coast. They have this whirlwind romance. She gets pregnant. He gets this fabulous promotion. And so they go out on the town and they celebrate. And unfortunately, they picked probably the worst night to go out on the town because there's this gang who's a doing their initiation and it's one of those initiations where they pick a random person and basically you know punch them and knock them out and so unfortunately that person was matt in the um this violent uh, altercation shelby gets pushed down to the ground when they get to the hospital, Matt is unconscious, he's in a coma, and so Shelby urges the doctor that she go see him, that she knows that he'll be able to sense her there and regain consciousness. He does, but unfortunately she loses uh, her baby, and um, the doctors aren't sure if it's because of the fall or all the stress. But uh, unfortunately Los Angeles now has left a bad taste in their mouths, and so they decide to uh, start fresh and new and they relocate to North Carolina where Matt has roots, where he grew up. And uh, upon uh, you know going out on a picnic, they find themselves in this huge colonial era farmhouse and they see that it is for sale. And so uh, they purchase the property for $40,000. They outbid this uh, family of local yokels. And uh, they learn that the property comes with... Uh, 10 acres of forest but they can't do anything to the forest because it is protected land so shelby begins to feel you know this weird uh, eerie sense of dread about the house now let's pause right here and uh let's discuss this because you know what i've been sort of saying right now is this wonderful little story about this couple but that's not how it's being presented to us the viewers what we're actually seeing is a mockumentary style of filmmaking you know the episode starts off you know by saying this is a you know this this is a true story it's it's a fictionalized retelling of it and uh, it appears as if we're watching a reality show you know much like you know several of the popular or several of the popular sort of like ghost hunters ghost encounters paranormal 
witness type shows that are out there that you can find late at night on chiller or sci-fi or something like that so what did we think when we initially started watching this episode of american horror story and we saw that they're basically going sort of like the mockumentary route where we have these people who are giving testimonials and then we're seeing the reenactment via quote-unquote actors what'd you think prince um this could be i i don't really have i'm not set in stone on it it's interesting so i want to see where they're gonna go with it and if they're gonna do it throughout the whole season or if they're gonna switch it up later on so but i am enjoying it it's a new little twist to it and you know usually like when you watch shows like that like you know they're supposed to be scary and creepy, so it kind of gives you that element that they're trying to aim for with the whole American Horror series. So I enjoyed it. We'll see how it goes. I, I could hate it, you know, by episode three, but right now, I'm working with it. Okay. Have we all seen those types of shows before where it's someone retelling, you know, a ghostly encounter in their home or in a home that they used to live in or growing up and that kind of thing? I watch the ID channel. I love them. All that. Yeah. Right? I like the ones where they talk about how their um, animals are interacting with ghosts. Have you guys ever seen that one? There's like this one about horses interacting with ghosts and these ghosts are traumatizing these horses. I don't know. I guess I watch crazy shit when I get high. But Oh my god. <laughs> that's what I mean. Cats Meow's Taxi Cab Confessions. <laughs> <laughs> but I like them. I, I like those type of T V shows. But I guess it's just like um um I I I like them, but I don't like them. I don't like the retelling of them. Oh, see, I love I rather, the retelling. I, I think I, it's I, interesting. I like the, Sometimes they can actually the be creepy. Encounters. Yeah, I, I like them experiencing it, but not the retelling part. Because I, I guess like I just don't like the the reenactment. I like the reenactment because sometimes, like sometimes, the reenactments are like scarier than horror movies. To be quite you honest, think so? I don't yeah, know. I, think I don't know. Maybe it's like the ghost sometimes. element. Okay, I don't know. Sometimes I think they're like shadowy or ghostly figures sometimes the stuff that they'll do i'm just like oh my goodness like i'd rather them just go through the place than like reenact it but whatever i think they're interesting i find them interesting i'm not a huge fan of them as in like i don't dvr them but like every once in a while when it's like a rainy day or something or like a boring afternoon and i have nothing on my dvr that i want to watch there's nothing on demand and i'm flipping channels and all of a sudden i run into like a marathon of them because i usually marathon them and uh, i find myself yes, just like sitting there and like watching them and you should watch the one with the animals. Yes, I will like, now look for that one. I forget what it's called, but you have to find it. It's funny. Stop scaring my animals. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's too funny. Okay, so we're, we've discussed sort of like the mockumentary style. Now, there are a lot of theories online as to what they think is happening. Like, there are some people, even though when we see the episode it says that shelby and matt are the real people in the testimonial and that uh, the reenactment is obviously a reenactment but there are a lot of people online that are like 
well, maybe the twist is is that the people that are giving the testimonials are actors, and that what we're actually seeing in the quote-unquote reenactment like really happened. Like, what do you all think? Do you all have any type of like twisted theories about what we're seeing as to like who's the real people, who are like not the real people, and, and that kind of thing? Because one of the reasons people are sort of like, I guess, picking at it is because. If we know that Shelby and Matt, etc., etc., are alive to give the testimonials, then it kind of gets rid of like the suspense. But if these are people that maybe are actors giving testimonials of like whatever, whatever, then it gives it a little bit more of the suspense. What do y'all think? I have no idea. Okay. Like, I'm, I think it's kind of weird that they're going with the TV um, show within a TV show. But I kind of like it just because one of my favorite episodes of Supernatural is, like, them being a TV show within a TV show. And I like that whole breaking the fourth wall element. But it's just so hard because it's like you've been left in the dark so long as far as this season goes. Like... You've been left in the dark for so long. So and it's we're still like, in the dark. Thank you. And so when Whoa. you're finally, like, let in on a little bit of something, you're still, like, confused. I don't know what to think. All I know is that you're absolutely right. It's kind of hard, like, what to think. Like, if all this crazy stuff is happening and they're still around to tell the story, like, what? But I, I have my own theories. But I, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. Yeah, but you know how American Horror Story is. Sometimes they always have like that little happy, somewhat ending. So maybe they did survive. So that kind of like kills it for me because you know me, I want them all dead. Well, there like, you I don't go. know why he can't just give me a season where he just kills everybody. Like, why can't you just do he that? He did. Just... He did. <laughs> it was called Freak Show. Show. Yeah. Yeah, he damn near killed everybody. No, but he, yeah, but he kept like a few people alive. Like, I want everybody dead. Like, I want everybody dead. Well, there well, you go. That was damn near everybody. So, like, I want I want you to end with like a murder suicide, like, and then that's it. Like, everybody's dead. Maybe that's what this will be because, I mean, Roanoke. If anybody knows anything about that's Roanoke, true. like, I'm just waiting for some. I'm just, I guess, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop because it's so hard to tell just from this. Yeah, that is true. And this is probably like the first show. Where I literally like have no idea what's gonna happen next. Like, yeah, I just had no idea. The fuck? Yeah, because they aren't even releasing press releases for like upcoming episodes. And no, oh no, they're no. Actually, not. I actually just saw a trailer. No, I saw the trailer too, but I'm confused by the trailer. So we'll discuss yeah. the trailer and like later. We'll talk. I don't even think it's called American Horror Story Roanoke. Like, I really don't think it's called that. Correct. I like, don't think it's called My Roanoke. Uh, nightmare, which is that's no. what I called it because that's the closest thing that I could find to a subtitle. It sounds too. Um, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. My guess that it would be like American Horror Story Origins because I think that the sixth season is going to literally tie into every single season. Like I, I feel like this has something it. to do with something. I I, I can agree with you on that. American Horror Story six, which maybe maybe we'll Under see. Maybe oh gosh, maybe we'll see should... like six stories over the season. Maybe. Bro, oh, wait, may, okay. The ten episodes. Wait, maybe. wait, 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 wait. What if you'll see five episodes? Because there's only five seasons. Oh, okay, there you go. 
and there's if there's only 10 episodes two episodes per like story that would make sense as well and i'm curious to know is it like the same house or will we see other locations i guess we have a lot of questions and we could probably fill this hour just asking the questions but so let's continue oh wait go ahead that ryan murphy done he done stumped a bitch okay i've been like complaining for like four seasons like three seasons i've been complaining about how it's not scary enough there's no i'm always literally guessing what happens and then it ends up becoming true or i'm not like happy and i'm truly stumped like i am so like i'm so stumped i don't know what to do yeah i'm baffled trust me we all are so continuing on with our happy couple man shelby so they begin repairing the house i've got to say i thought it was a gorgeous house like it reminded me a lot though of Briarcliff. i don't know if any of our veterans got the same vibe That's what i thought it was like the staircase I... and like even like the the open like the giant rooms and like the windows it was very Briarcliffy. I thought that's what it was when I saw, like, a still of it. I was like, aw, shit, son, we're going back to season two. Like, I got goosebumps and everything. I was so excited. And then when I found out, like, that's what it was, I was, eh. the house is cute. But at the end of the day, like, they were, they were stupid for, like, wandering in the woods and finding this magical house. And, (laughs) (laughs) like, I was just like, oh, my goodness, like. A lot of Girl. people find their dream houses like that. Cats meow. Uh, Maybe you should walk no, into the woods. No, I'm oh, not really walking near really, really, really. in the woods. For well, people also house, find the Blair Witch by that way, too. Okay, I don't That's, think they have... I'm mm, running with a camera in my face like, no. A dream me. condo. Mm, well, there you go. So... Okay, so we see them. They've fixed up the house. They, they've done a really good job with it. They've, they've done a lot of work to it. And one night, you know, they make love. And they're interrupted by this weird, like, squeal, howl combination type of thing. It was very, it was a weird, inhuman, animalistic sound. And so Matt goes out to investigate. There's like a whole bunch of destruction, and he gets, you know, like I guess all of like the um, the the trash and stuff from like the repair, you know, has been like messed around with, and like he even gets a trash can thrown at him, and and he feels that it could be, you know, because they are an interracial couple. You know, this is the South, and even though it is present day, you know, there there's still a lot of uh, you know racial tensions and animosity in the South. And so he sort of like you know brushes it off as it being that. And so the next day, Matt is out and about, uh, you know, getting uh, groceries and whatnot from the nearby town. And Shelby's relaxing. You know, she's done yoga, and and, and you know she's you know very chill and mellow and then all of a sudden she hears like a storm brewing outside and it's hailing and so she opens the door and she sees that it's not hailing like hail it's hailing teeth and um she like instantly like shuts the door and when matt comes home she tells him all about it she goes to the back and opens the door you know i guess feeling like there should be teeth there but the teeth have vanished so let's talk about the howling and let's talk about the teeth 
Now, here's my thing. If it would have been me, like, I would have grabbed some of those teeth. Like, as disgusted as I would have been, I would have washed, right. washed my hands afterwards. That but I'm going to be like, thinking. I'm. I don't want people to think I'm crazy. Like, let me grab some of these teeth, put them in a little bag, and have my proof. You know, maybe take a couple pictures of it just in case they vanish. But then they might have they might have disappeared too. We'll take some pictures. Nope, 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 nope. I would have had them. Hey, hey, I already when I knelt down, I already had the teeth in my hand. I'm cool with chilling with teeth, a handful of teeth, fistful of teeth until Matt gets home swinging them. So I know (laughs) when I open my hands that there's going to be teeth there. Like, mm -mm. y'all not about to goop me on this one because. When she picked up those teeth, it was done. Like I, when she just dropped them, I was like, "Girl, go back and get them." Like, that's some proof. Like when she was talking about her yoga, I couldn't understand a damn word she was saying. I thought she was speaking in tongues when she was talking about whatever <laughs> type of yoga, yogi or whatever the hell she was doing. So, for like, do you think that he's gonna understand that there was hailing teeth if I couldn't understand what you were doing as far as flexing your body? Mm-mm. Ooh, flex your no. body. I like how you and said then, that, cats. <laughs> no, but I mean, the hunching scene was nice. Like the hunching was good, and we always exactly. complain about the hunching, and that's why we call it hunching. It was, but it was actually it was kind of hot. Tasteful. It was very tasteful, and then you had that. Like I felt bad for them because they're like. I know he didn't even like, get, he didn't get to go to completion. No. And he didn't even no. He didn't even get to shoot up the club, like or anything like that. <laughs> like he literally Hashtag had to go shoot up the, shoot club. Up the shoot club. club. He had to go tend to the deliverance squeal of the awful pig thing in the in the woods. Yeah. Not, no, but you know what? Not for nothing. Not for nothing. If you hear some random ass pig squeal, you know you ain't got no pigs. What tells your ass to go outside? My ass ain't going outside. I know. I'm I got gonna all this continue wood. hunching. And pretend so I didn't I'm, hear it. I'm about to get it in. Okay, I'm going so to I'm make my own up. pig squeals to cover Especially up the pig my... squeals I'm hearing. Especially yeah. My sentiments, exactly. See, my whole thing, like, for me, if I were them, like, the next day, I would have purchased, like, these big LED lights that turn on at night and cameras, to be quite honest. Because I would have been like, what exactly are we dealing with? Because what? that noise did not... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, that night, though. Because I would have been like, what is this animal? Because it doesn't sound normal. Because it, sound like, it sounds really? like it's like a pig mixed with something. and um, It sounded like an asthmatic pig to me. And they're in the South. So I... I just would have kept hunching. Well, there you go. Yeah, but but he tried to be a captain saving me. That far in the woods where they're at. Well, they're, I don't know if they're a boar in North Carolina, so I don't know. But, like, I guess you could think, you know, especially if you're city folk that aren't used to the South. Although he is from the South, but I don't know how long he, he was in the South for. But, you know, I guess as a city person, you could be like, oh, maybe it's a wild boar. Maybe it's this. Or something. That's what I would have said. Exactly. I been like, I'm going back. To, mm, 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 wax on. Wax off. Get Shut it. up. Oh my god. But that's just me. I don't know. I, I guess I'm a true city boy. Yeah. But y'all wouldn't have gone outside? Like, no, I ain't Matt going was, outside. What the hell? Matt was brave, guys. Like... Um, uh, if I, hate, I saw I that trash can that was torn open like a cheap tuna can, 
I would have booked it. Yeah. I would have ran back inside. If it but was the city, a trash can thrown at him. Yeah. Like, I hate to say this, but um, Matt's black ass should watch some horror movies to teach his ass not to go outside when you hear random noises. Oh my gosh. If, if it was the city, man, like I would have gone out. Protect his woman. She frail and white, like fresh snow. And she'll fresh make it to the snow that don't got time to won't. like harden. It's it fluffy. Make it like she's the sequel. she's frail. He got to protect she'll make her. Make it to the sequel though. Oh gosh. Well, she gonna make it to the sequel. If it was the city, her. I would have gone out. But if it, but it being the country, and I have like ten acres of forest around me, like I would not have gone outside. Thank you, thank you. Because that's that ten acres of forest where the killer can be. Uh, I mean, it could be like, all right, let's go wait till morning. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lock the thank doors. You. Lock the windows. This could See, wait yeah. Thank you. This could. Thank you. This could wait until morning when the lights are out. When I have. Yeah. Work. Okay, okay, but Matt's not like that. He's like, no, and he didn't even go out with a. He's gun like, testosterone is literally flowing to my dick right now. I can't think of anything else but to protect my woman. Okay, like <laughs> raging hard on. I'm a man. Like I got this. Clearly, that's what his weapon of choice was because he didn't go out there with no gun. You're absolutely right. He came with dicks a blazing. Yes, you're absolutely <laughs> right, Prince. And we all know he's not shooting blanks. Obviously not. I mean, he, he's he's not shooting anything, Jeffrey, because he's outside. Well, yes, <laughs> but he's he's cocked and ready to go, though. Oh my god, cocked and loaded. <laughs> yes. So speaking of being cocked and ready to go, so Matt is pursuing a regional sales position. So obviously he's kind of like a traveling salesman. So traveling salesman travel. That means that Shelby. What's he selling though? He's a he's like a pharmaceutical sales rep type thing. Oh, and so mm-hmm. he's a drug dealer. Oh gosh. Ooh, he is. Oh, he is. <laughs> and so he's just saying, I'm from the city. I know what that means. So Shelby Ooh. is feeling the pressure no to be boy. home alone more often, and uh, on one but of his trips. Me. One of his trips, she's cooking and everything. She's, you know, enjoying the house. And she's walking through the hallway, you know, drinking a glass of wine. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the hall, two women dressed in white, it looks like they're nurses, just, like, cross her path. You know, like like a perpendicular type of thing, for, you know, from one end of the, the hall to the next. And they turn and they look at her. Obviously, she's startled. And she said, hello, you know, is anyone there, you know? And she slowly follows where these women, you know, the room that they entered. She turns on the lights, and there's nothing there. And so um, she turns the lights back off, and uh, later on that night, she goes outdoors into the hot tub, the outdoor hot tub, and um, she starts to bathe in the hot tub, you know, under the moonlight, and she's got her glass of wine and everything, and uh, at one moment when uh, she, you know, ducks her entire body into the outdoor hot tub, all of a sudden people have surrounded her that are pushing her into the hot tub as if to drown her you know these people are dressed in uh, colonial garb there are pitchforks there are torches and everything and she nearly drowns but uh, she manages to uh, escape from um, you know being 
pushed under the water but when she gets up out of the water no one is around but the the torches are still around her she um she ends up calling the police and she ends up calling matt matt arrives home he was i think it was like two hours away but the way he drove he got there in an hour and uh, the police are skeptical because he says that he found no evidence of anyone being around the hot tub there are no fingerprints no footprints nothing there are no torches there's pitchforks there's nothing there and um yeah so that ended up happening so let's talk about this what did we think of the two women in white and uh let's talk about that encounter in the hot tub now I've got to say, if there were two people in my house, if I would have seen them, like, there's no way in hell that I would have done what Shelby did, which was, like, slowly, like, take, like, 30 minutes to walk to the end of the hall. Like, I would have, like, rushed over there. And I would have been like, what's going on? Like, who are you? Like, well, to be quite honest, I'd probably try to find a weapon. <laughs> but, you know, you get you get a weapon and then you enter that room. Grabbing the bars. And I'm walking up in that room and I'm bashing heads. Exactly. Or you break the, the wine glass and you use that as like a shiv. Thank you. Something. What's up with the... I don't know. Maybe and they're like... Not, nothing. They're sorry, not I'm... into weapons. Maybe they're not into weapons. Because remember, he didn't go outside with nothing. They heard that. That thing. Well, after... Then, I, I'm sorry. If after there's I like intruders... beat by a gang, I think I'd start freaking strapping up. What the hell? Or maybe even taking like maybe a class or two at the Y, but MCA. they ain't learn nothing. Ain't he got nothing. cold clocks for nothing. They just like getting their asses beat. They ass don't know. beat. Ass but when she got beat. like when she got a hand over the face in the hot tub, I was really scared. See, but that's just my because whole thing. like oh no, that was scary. But my whole thing about that that whole situation at hand is after you've seen some creepy ass chicks walking up through your crib do you really think you should be walking away from your house and going to take some little hot tub? exactly that was something that i thought was weird too like maybe yeah. she just like um she was like okay you know maybe i've had a little bit too much wine but then she took the wine outside anyway but when have you ever drank too much wine and started seeing people in your house <laughs> i'm sorry i see the back of my eyelids well you know you're in a new house i mean it, it's already like, like a on, big on, house on, and it might be kind of creepy much as i've oh. like drank wine and smoked a blunt i have never i never seen no random seen something that, that was thank you i've never seen nothing that wasn't there okay like, well I've there's never, that like <laughs> she's like, like exactly i, I agree why are you house. outside like that why are you outside like that? Yeah, I would not have gone outside either. I agree with uh, all of you. But now, and then here's... why didn't she take a torch? Yeah, well, oh, why didn't she take a torch? Like, yes, this is the teeth. thing. She don't be picking up torches. She Thank you. If you didn't see the teeth when you came out, you know that teeth do not dissipate. Teeth are not made out of water. They do not evaporate into the air. So I would have definitely picked up a torch and I would have waited there. I would have been clutching that torch. Like you're not gonna remember you're not gonna believe me this yeah. time. And you break me. the the wine glass into like a shiv in case they come back for their torch. Thank you. She just left. She up and left everything. Her dignity, her face, her wine glass, everything. She left everything behind. Yes. Now let me ask you this, because I think this is the important question. The women that were inside of the house that looked nurse-ish are obviously not in colonial dress. And she saw people Girl, with they colonial like the women dress. From, this, uh, from first season. Asi no, asylum, yeah. So what did we think 
that has to do with it. Because, uh, I mean, not to spoil the rest of the episode, but we don't see anything else from them throughout the rest of the episode. So I don't think it has anything to do mm-hmm. with the second season, Asylum. I think it has something to do with the first. Because like I said, they do mention Roanoke. Not by name, but they do mention what happens at Roanoke in the first season. And also, there was those two nurses that got murdered in that house by that cold. Although one of them was a big girl, but they was both skinty, but still. <laughs> skinty, yes. Okay, so that's an interesting yeah, sort of like correlation. Yeah. But like, how do we think it uh, fits in with what we're seeing? Like, do we think that maybe they were haunted in that house before them? I got that vibe. Maybe it's the murder house. Maybe the murder house got moved from North Carolina to the freaking. Oh gosh! <laughs> or from it's from like California to North Carolina. House. It doesn't have a basement. It just moves from like city to city. It really is. It's like a, it's a tour. It, it tours. It's murder Coming trailer. Coming to a city near you. Murder. House. Oh gosh. <laughs> but that was interesting, nonetheless, because I was like, okay, we're working with different time periods, because obviously one set of people were very colonial and like these are i don't want to say modern but like definitely they are they aren't yeah, from they the colonial like era colonial, but then again maybe who knows uh-uh, i don't know i don't think they were showing that much leg in the colonial period prince like they their skirts were to maybe their knees were which is a little bit racy maybe for the colonial period that'll make a man's heart race and make him cheat like, so like I said, maybe they were jezebels they were Jezebels back then. They oh, were God, Jezebels. Jezebels. They were candy Shout out to the Jezebels. Jezebels. They were Jezebels back then. Maybe they were just Jezebels. And that's why they were in the house <laughs> and they weren't outside with torches. Just... <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, speaking of the house and what's going on in the house, Shelby is starting to get scared of the house and she wants to move, but she keeps that to herself. She doesn't share that with Matt. And Matt is also keeping a secret of his own because one morning he hears some noise uh, outside and and he never lets Shelby know about this, but uh, he ends up opening, I think that might have been the back door or I don't know if it's the front door, but at the door was a butchered pig that was left on their doorstep. And so he ends up going into the woods and digging a hole and burying the pig. And um, he doesn't say anything to uh, Shelby about it at all. So uh, he has to uh, go away on another work-related trip. And so he persuades his sister, Lee, to move in to keep Shelby company. Now, a little bit of backstory. Uh, Lee and Shelby don't necessarily care for one another. And Lee is a fired uh, police officer. She was fired because she got addicted to... um, pain pills and painkiller pills and uh yeah so she was uh discharged from her job she does have a background in criminal psychology and uh she's uh, suffering and and struggling with her sobriety so much so that uh she ended up getting divorced from her husband and um she has like minimal custody of her daughter so she moves in and um you know because of all of the 
disturbing incidences that have continued, Matt decides to uh, set up an automated alert security system. The type of uh, security system where, you know, there's like an app on your phone and you can see like the video footage and you get alerts from, from like um, movement and that kind of stuff. So, oh, okay. Wait, I guess that answered my question. I guess they do have service down. Yes, oh, you thought they didn't have Wi-Fi? Yeah, I thought they was like, yeah, how do you get service all the way out there? I can barely get service when I go camping in New Hampshire, and that's like near the city. Oh, gosh, because they have a Wi-Fi tower on those 10 acres, duh. Oh, uh, they, they fancy, huh? <laughs> yes, apparently. So, okay, so let's discuss about what happens one night when Matt is away on business. So the ladies are left alone. We have Shelby cooking, and uh, she hears like this weird noise, and so she goes to investigate. And when she returns, the knife that she was using to chop the carrots has vanished. And uh, she looks over, and and it's you know it's like someone stabbed. Uh, whatever piece of meat that was that she was cooking with uh, the knife. And um, Lee shows up and, um, you know, startles uh, Shelby. And Shelby never approaches her about this, but in the um, narration, we learn that Shelby sort of feels like it was Lee that uh, moved the knife. Although, in my opinion, I don't think it was. But that's a whole other story. Thank you. And, I don't yeah. it wasn't because, first of all, I've never met any black person that liked playing with knives like that. Oh, gosh. Like, I, I, I like, love learning about Cat's Meow's experiences <laughs> with black people. Not like yeah, that. It, well, it, it I, I am a... I am a black person, and I am married to a Caucasian, and, um... Oh, you would your Caucasian not. husband move uh, the knife? Oh, well, okay. Let's just give it an example. I, if there's a butcher knife, my husband, and there's a cake, my husband will put the cake, but put the knife into the cake. Like... He'll put the cake into the knife? He'll put the cake into the knife. Like, he'll... Like, so it looks like it's he stabbed the cake, and, like, his brother does it, too. Like, they all do it. Like <laughs> I have a, I well, have a friend who's a Caucasian male, and he does the same thing when you give him a knife. I don't understand it. To me, like it, you should just put the knife on the table next to it, or like don't touch the knife at all. But whatever. But no, that wasn't. Mm -mm. That's too hostile. That's too hostile. You have like a, a moved knife, and then it's put upwards, and like a piece of meat. That's like like you trying to say something. Like, like you try I know, right? That's a threat. <laughs> yeah, that's a threat. Plus like, even she, though you didn't say anything, like, do like, all that. That's a big piece of meat, and that's a big knife. I don't know. Yeah, that was it. Was strange, nonetheless. And so, yeah. So Lee and Shelby have a moment to sort of like chat. And, and bond a little bit, and, and Lee uh, notices obviously that Shelby's drinking wine, you and so use she that asks word loosely bond okay there you go <laughs> so when you become a cook i will roll down my couch i'm lovingly this i'm just loving her i hope she yeah stays i like around. lee too i hope she she's fun around. and so lee asks shelby you know please not to drink around her she's uh barely hanging on to her sobriety and uh sh she would like to hold on to it and so later on that night uh i'm going to assume after dinner we have lee in her bed she's trying to sleep and uh, the 
weird squeal growl noise happens outside and uh and we hear in the nar the narration that um you know lee wasn't really buying all of like shelby's uh claims of what was going on in the house but uh you know that certain things started to happen and she started to believe as well and so she gets up from out her bed she looks out the window to see if she can see what is making that noise and then all of a sudden her bedroom door creaks open and a wine bottle is rolled into the room an empty wine bottle and so Lee obviously thinks that it's Shelby she goes down she uh, confronts Shelby about it you know what is this you know do you think this is funny and so they start having an argument and while they're having an argument matt gets a alert on his phone and he thinks initially that it's shelby wishing him a good night because it's about 11:30 at night and it's not it's a text alert from the automated uh, security system and so he's seeing a video feed of what's happening right now at the house and the gate has been opened and there are um these people in colonial garb wearing uh, i should say holding torches and knives and pitchforks and all this kind of stuff and so matt like instantly starts calling both the uh, Lee and Shelby, but unfortunately they're arguing, so they're not noticing that the phone is, is beeping or ringing or buzzing or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, though, they hear a noise, and so it stops the argument. And uh, they they go to investigate. They start hearing these noises coming from the basement, and so they go down into the basement. And Lee ends up grabbing. Um, let's say, a, a wrench or something to use as a weapon. And they I head on in... Someone who took a weapon, the right? Thank you. Well, yeah. Well, she didn't have the, her gun because it's uh, like it's locked, locked up safe. Either way, she was going to bring a weapon. She's the only smart one. I love your Angela Bassett. I've missed that, Cat's <laughs> Meow. I thought that, like, dead ass. I thought she was going to pull a mini pistol from around her ankle. Like, when she said, where's your gun? Like, I was totally right. hoping for that. Like, or a belt buckle gun from the Wild Wild West. Y'all remember that? But that's what I was hoping for. But somebody grabbed a weapon because, like, all that, all them decorations in the house and Shelby couldn't have grabbed a damn fire poker. Like a broom handle, know, right? something like a wine bottle, because girl, the Lord knows you got enough of those laying around. Couldn't picked up one of those. I know, right? And so they start hearing like, like a man's voice, like uh, crying, and and um, there's just these weird noises. And so they're tracking these noises because they think this is probably the intruder and so they end up running into like this old school tv that I, it, it seems like it's one of those tvs that has like the built-in like vhs slot or something and it, it's playing a video where it's a man that has tracked this awful pig-headed yeah this pig-headed creature and um just for those eagle-eyed viewers, at the very start of the episode, when uh, Matt and Shelby purchase the house and they're sort of celebrating, we do see the shoulder of what I believe is this pig-headed creature, like, looking at them. So, I did this, see a dirty shoulder. 
Yes, so the squeals and whatnot is apparently coming from this like pig-headed creature. And uh, the power goes off, and the mob invades the house. The, the door gets shut as well to the basement. And so the ladies stay down there for what appear to be ages, but it's like about 20 to 30 minutes. They're down there quietly. They got a flashlight, and, and um, you know... The mob is up there doing their thing. There's all this noise coming from uh, the uh, upstairs of the house. And so, finally, you know, I guess after some time when um, the noise had quieted down, Lee, you know, and Shelby venture upstairs, and they find that the upstairs has been strung up with uh, interlaced wooden totems and dolls, you know, tied up to hang with, like, string. So they call Matt and the police. The police arrive, and Matt arrives after the police have gone. And uh, the police feel it's just vandalism, and and um, you know they uh, the ladies obviously feel like it's something a bit more. And uh, they end up showing Matt the video, and uh, Matt feels like it's you know pranks and stuff from like the local yokels that wanted the house and, and this kind of stuff and Lee's like you know we just we need to stand our ground you know we can't run away and all this kind of stuff and Matt's like you know we don't have any place to go anyway they've invested everything into the property Shelby wants to leave Shelby gets into an argument with Matt and she storms off and uh, she ends up taking the keys and she drives off because as Shelby said in her narration you know it's either fight or flight and she was ready for flight so she storms off she gets a call from matt she answers it and uh matt is like you know please come back shelby please come back you know we'll figure this out and as she's about to respond she looks up and she collides uh, with a woman in the road so like the woman bam hits you know gets hit by the car breaks the windshield and everything and so shelby obviously freaked out gets out of the car uses the flashlight to like look for where this woman is and the woman off in the distance she gets up and she walks into the woods and so shelby pursues her on foot but uh Shelby, she says, uh, you know, maybe she walked like 50 feet into the woods, but, you know, she lost this woman. And so now she's lost in the woods. You know, she's trying to get out, but, like, she can't even find a way out. And then she ends up finding a clearing, you know, with a whole bunch of, like, the hanging dolls and totems that were inside the house. And so that freaks her out. And so she runs away, but she ends up falling down. And then it appears as if the ground itself is alive as if it's breathing or pulsating or something like moving and stuff the trees were moving as well yeah there it was like as if the forest and the woods were alive on acid that's what i heard it's like everything's pulsating and moving squirming and shit And so she gets up and she runs deeper into the woods. And then all of a sudden she runs into another clearing that's surrounded by torch-bearing individuals. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden she sees a a man, like, look at her that's got a torch. And she turns around and there's this bloody man who has been scalped. And he's, I don't know if he's asking for help or something, but he's approaching her and she screams... And that's where we end the episode. So let's talk about like the final two 
altercations. Uh, what happened that night with uh, the um, the wine bottle and all of a sudden like these um, colonial people invading the house and leaving the totems. Shelby's desire to leave and then her running over Kathy Bates and uh, heading into the forest after her. Oh, well, one, you just don't head into a forest after Thank somebody you. gets up. You know, well, maybe you head into the forest if it's Kathy Bates. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. If, she, if she got up, if she got up, that means she's good. You let her yeah, go. Yeah, she was okay. She was okay. Right, and then she's she started good. heading towards. The well, forest. that is true All too. All you need to do is get into your vehicle, dial one nine one one or pound zero zero or information, whatever you want to call. I don't know. I hit and you some just old lady keep. She went towards. You just get yeah, shoot. I hit some old lady. She didn't stop. She got up, like act like she wasn't affected. She's in the and woods she's now. In the woods now. The, I'd be like, the woods have her now, and then I would hang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what they oh might change their call though. The way you just said that. The woods the have her have, now. Well, they do. Different. She walked into the woods, Prince. So the woods Don't have her. Like that. Don't say it like that, though. They're gonna be like, "Oh, she just killed this old lady and threw her in the woods." No, this her old woman. Up. I hit. I hit. The Kathy woods Bates have her now. Hashtag it, listeners. Hashtag the woods have her now. I hit Kathy Bates. She got up. <laughs> looked like she was un. <laughs> it looked I like she was unaffected. Uh, she looked like she wasn't affected by. She could still hold her butcher knife. She could still hold her like. She could still hold her hatchet. Her scalping knife. She went to hatchet. the woods. So the woods have her now. She's in good hands. It, enough, All state I'm hands. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so. You, what, what's this chick's name? The main character. Shelby. Shelby. You know, See, like the misadventures of Shelby Lou. I, I, I didn't even want to know her name. That's how. Oh my gosh. She's like Alex all over again. This is like last week. Shout out to Shelby Lou. Yo, all over again. I swear the mothers on this, the women on this, like, oh my god, the women. But I gotta say, Shelby is at least much more likable than Alex. I'd be like, oh, this poor girl. I'm like, no, actually, I'm like, oh, this poor stupid girl. Wait, who's Alex? Alex was last season. That was the mom on last season. Oh, I, I felt so it. bad for Alex. I'm oh pretty God, sure she was an undercover it. pill popper. They just didn't want to show that side it. of suburbia. I hated Alex last season. But Tr- Trini Steele, would you have followed Kathy Bates into the woods? Definitely no. not. Nope, smart. Nope, 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 nope. You know why? Because he is a smart man. He knows that when she went to the woods... She was good. Nothing good was going to happen. They, exactly. have her. they will treat her wounds. The she woods should. will treat her wounds and will yes. get her back to health. Yeah. What did we think of the woods pulsating? The ground pulsating and like the trees that coming to life? That That's what I was saying. Obviously, if it can pulsate and move, it is... What do we think that is, though? I don't... I feel like it could be... It's Roanoke. Um, yeah, it's Roanoke. No, it could be, <laughs> it could be like the possibility of like the collection of souls just like, like that land is on some Feeds air mag, the woods. they on some air mag shit, where it's just, you know, you are one, we are many type of shit, where it's just like tons of souls underneath the ground, and they're just like acting as one. That's what I think maybe it is. It, or maybe the land took the people that were settled there as sacrifice. Exactly, and they're people. now they're like breathing under the ground. American Horror Story, Aramac, because there's multiple souls. 
Yeah, then there's gonna be some aliens and some, <laughs> some other shit, and then there's gonna be a shadow and a monkey, and it's just gonna be crazy. A shadow and a monkey. Yo, I don't know what Ryan Murphy's thinking. I'm not gonna question his genius. Okay, me, I won't either. But I'm just really confused. Exactly. I think we all are. I think that's the point. I just don't think it's called American Horror Story War- like Roanoke. What if it's like American Horror Story like Futures Past? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what, what is this? X-Men? Then Jane Grave pops out. <laughs> they have Professor Xavier Professor at Xavier's Briar. gonna roll Oh my gosh. <laughs> Doing the gonna- name With Cat's <laughs> Meow starring as Rogue. <laughs> No, I want to be like, um, if it was up to me, I would probably be an Emma Frost or I would be that one lady that, um, that had the touch, she had the touch of persuasion and she dated, um, Logan for a little bit. I would, I would be her. I like her. I forget what her name is, but. I don't know. They should just anybody who knows who I'm talking about who's listening, please tweet me at catsmeow90 and tell me who I'm talking about, please. There you go. So before we get into the MVP, uh, I do want to read a little something back from season one of American Horror Story, and it actually has to deal with the colony of Roanoke. So this is actually the monologue that Billy Dean Howard, our friendly neighborhood medium, she's like read, the Long uh, Island psychic, during... but with better hair. Exactly. <laughs> This is what she read during American Horror Story, so here we go. It's difficult to banish a spirit, but not impossible. The most successful attempt happened when America was known as the New World. In 1590, on the coast of what we now know as North Carolina, the entire colony of Roanoke, all 117 men, women, and children, died inexplicably. It became known as the Ghost Colony because the spirits remained. They haunted the native tribes living in the surrounding area, killing indiscriminately. The elder knew he had to act. He cast a banishment curse. First, he collected the personal belongings of all the dead colonists. Then he burned them. The ghosts appeared, summoned by their talismans. But before the spirits could cause them any more harm, the elder completed the curse that would banish the ghosts forever by uttering a single word. The same word found carved on a post at the abandoned colony, Croatoan. Oh, so it's interesting. Okay. So, so that ties like into season. season one. This is one of the past versions. And that was a present one. There you go. So, Obviously, the spell didn't work because Kathy Bates and her hatchet man. No, no, still... no. No, but this is a past season. This is based in the past. So this is before the murder house. No. No, it's not. The past because they mentioned that um, the Confederate yeah. flag was recently but, taken I mean, down. Oh. But, okay. No, but, no, no, but did it, isn't the experience a past experience? Aren't they... Oh, no, wait. No, this is present. All right, you're right. You got yeah. that. She had an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's she how did. I try to base what's going on. Do they have an iPhone or not? And what does it look well, like? What generation oh, God. is it? Well, no, because... All right, everybody. It's Cat's Meow... F- 
favorite moment of the episode. It's time for the MVP, the most valuable player. Which character impressed you the most and why? Now, the rules are simple. You have to state which character impressed you throughout this episode and why. And uh, here's a twist on the rule. If someone has already mentioned the character that you were going to choose, you must select a different character. So, who's your MVP for this episode? We will start off with... Cat's meow. Lee, why not? Lee was my favorite. Lee was my favorite <laughs> from the jump because Lee is in season one and she was the woman that Dr. Harmon was listening to and fell asleep on. And she was like, Is anyone listening to me? Like, I don't know if anyone caught that, but if this is connected to first season, I'm going to flood my basement. And plus, the whole interaction with um, Angela Bassett, like, portraying her character, and then, like, the whole thing between her and her husband, like, that whole scene was just amazing because he's a really good actor, too. I think his name's Charles Malik something, or it's something Malik, but... He was really good in The Temptations, and I just liked her whole storyline and the fact that she was reading Shelby for her flexing and stretching and moving or whatever the hell she wanted to call it. I almost, I lost it. She gave me my everything, so I hope to see her more, and I hope they mention her in, about her being in the first season, because I would just, I would lose it. I would love it. Now, what I will say is that I just looked it up because it, it is true. I'm remembering what you just said, but her character during Murder House was Sally Freeman. But Sally could be Lee. Maybe I Lee's the nickname. I hope so. I hope so. I recognized her as soon as I saw her. And well, see, I recognize her from True She's Blood. The what? She's the crackhead mama. She's the crackhead oh, mama on True Blood. I didn't even know that. I just know her as the woman that was so boring. She is. He fell asleep on her. <laughs> Oh, that is funny. Yeah. Shout out to Letty Mae from True Blood. So, um, I'll go next. And my choice for the she MVP was a crackhead this vampire? episode. No, she was just a crackhead. No, she was oh, a crackhead okay. preacher. Okay. Preacher, okay. pastor's okay. wife. That, that would be so difficult. You're fiending for blood and crack. That would be so intense. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's too funny. The struggle is real, listeners. The struggle is real. We should. Starring Cat's a... Meow. Then we can do a review of the show. I don't want to be a crackhead fan. Yes. Trini Steele will be your love interest. <laughs> Yay! Oh. Which one are you going to give me? Your human love blood. interest. A little, <laughs> blood a little bit of both. <laughs> oh, yay! Yeah. Grind it up and push it in your veins. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to give my MVP, and I'm not going to lie, I was going to pick Lee. I but uh, I didn't want to go first because I didn't feel like that was fair. So my MVP will have to be our homegirl, Kathy Bates. <laughs> because <laughs> because the, the way she got up and the determination in her eyes to get back into the woods, I was here for it. I, I loved her. She knew the woods had her back. She knew she just got back to the Yes. Woods. She would be alright. She should have just dusted that little chip or that fiberglass from her shoulder and kept going. And an easter egg for the listeners. If you go back and watch during the drowning scene, you can see Kathy Bates. Uh, you know, from under the water looking up. That's so terrifying. That was really interesting. You could also see West. I know. You yes, could also you see could. West I Bentley. Was that was the, me how beautiful the that gentleman with the torch. Was, that he was holding in his hand. 
Oh gosh. Well, there's that. Yeah, I hate doing shows. So. <laughs> oh, we apologize. Trini Steele, who's your um, MVP and why? I actually was going to say Lee as well because I don't think that um other than her and, and um Kathy Bates, I don't think anybody is like worth being called MVP in this episode. What about what about you should give a shout out to the dust to the dirty shoulder that we saw or the awful pig head or the guy who recorded it because he was going to be like real talk my second MVP he was so (laughs) (laughs) oh he was awesome I I cut you you son of a bitch so happy like he was so happy and if it is who I think it is right he was like I got you you son of a bitch (laughs) you son of a bitch (laughs) He was about to run to a national acquirer and get that little $500 check, okay? Alright, I got mine. I'm good. Wait, so Trini, um, who's your MVP? Wow. So I can't choose one that was go- that went before, right? Uh, uh, you cannot. Uh, I know there aren't that many because there aren't that many characters, so I, I apologize wait, wait. to everyone what who has to go last. What about the Matt? He's a real MVP. What? He he was brave. Oh, he was brave. He and hit he got, him and he got so away with hard. It. He hit him so hard that his mama felt it. True. <laughs> That's true. Um. Hmm. Maybe uh, maybe Matt for I don't know. I feel like I have to find a reason to give him MVP. Maybe because he recovered and he 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 tried to stay strong for Shelby. Because I. Yeah, okay, I feel like they made that. some so hard. Oh, 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 he's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Prince, congratulations, you get to go last during this episode. So who's my your MVP, MVP and why? My MVP is going to be the Colin, the Colin, whatever the people, them tribe people. The Colin, the I can't say that. Colonial. The Colonials. Colonial. Those are my people because they made those little pretty dolls that they hung up all over the house. They all tried to give them a nice car. <laughs> they were trying to give them a housewarming. They tried to drown homegirl. Like, they turned up. They seemed like party people. And then they got fired. Oh, the Lord. So the Ro- Roanoke Colonians, uh, please go visit Prince. Okay, decorate his right. house and give him a shave and a haircut too big. I'm just, just saying, like you did the bed and the, and the I'm just saying, did you, see, did you see how high their ceilings are and how they did that shit in a half an hour. They're good. Yeah, that was. That's think. pretty impressive. Now, just an FYI for everyone. According to IMDb, the pig-headed individual, his uh, name is Piggy oh, Man. Oh, Lord. Is that from the first season? <laughs> oh, remember, there was a Piggy and Man in the first yes, season, the wasn't there? Was like, like, Pig Man? He was trying to, like, come over his fear. And if you say, like, Pig Man in the mirror, he'll, like, come up. He'll be on your shower and kill you. Yes, I remember that. And then (laughs) it was a robber, and his and he shot. There was yeah, they had a pig for some reason. Oh, here, piggy, piggy, piggy. That's what you say. And he like got shot. I'm telling you, American Horror Story, futures past, origins, origins, American Horror Story, origin, future past, origins. That's too funny. Now, something new that we're going to be doing this season is we're going to be rating the episode. So we're going to rate the episode on a scale of 1 to 10. And 
because of this episode, appropriately enough, there are going to be one to ten pig heads. And um, so one, obviously, being not so good, ten being fantastic. Uh, the point system is allowed. So if you want to do like a point five or something, that that's fine. And uh, if you ever find that an episode is exceptional and is over worthy of over 10 then you can grant it a golden pig head so from 1 to 10 pig heads what do you rate this episode and we'll go in the same order so we'll start off with cats I'm going to give it 5 pig heads just because I, it's feel like it's even it's, it's just I really wanted to know the title of the show and I still don't feel like I got that but so far I really like it and I hope that they show more of the um, unstoppable and just like flawless Kathy Bates and just like how she reminds me of a Pokemon and how she just pow she just okay. yeah, Kathy Bates go, Bates go. <laughs> she was like she was oh like gosh. she's hard like she's hard as a rock she is solid as like she's really solid for her to just get hit by a car and just like go back to the woods and just get up. Just get she up. Had enough time to gather, to gather. Her hair was even nice. And, and comes around this hoe in the woods with a bunch of like uh -huh. torches. So. And she had time to skin the scalp okay. off that man. Thank you. She got. She had time to because you know it was her haircut. Okay, like she five pig up. heads. Because I can't wait to see more. All right now. Uh, so I go next. I'm going to give it seven pig heads. I, I think it was a decent start to the season. As I mentioned, uh, I think it was during my initial reaction, this was the first season premiere since Asylum that I actually was kind of creeped out a little bit. I, th I thought the ambiance was really creepy, and I thought they did a really good job with the suspense uh, a bit. And, uh, yeah, I mean... I think I've complained a lot throughout the seasons about the horror lacking in American Horror Story. And I think this ghost story, at least for me, was creepy enough to where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, sort of like a classic murder house asylum type vibe. So far, at least with the start of the season, which I really liked. And, and it's welcome. I mean, I think in recent seasons, they've kind of leaned a little bit more towards shock value and uh, like dark comedy. So it was great to see them go back also, to the horror like, roots. Fans, like they definitely leaned towards what the fans wanted to see. And I felt that a lot in the third season where some fans were so determined to see Violet and Tate together that like... I feel like they ruined a season with like really good potential, but that's just me though, and I feel like it wasn't scary. So I agree with the scary part because yeah. I haven't been scared since season two. I agree, and this was the first episode in a long time that I actually found creepy and unsettling in some points. So that, on top of just really strong acting, I mean, you can't go wrong with the fantastic Angela Bassett, and I feel like they've underutilized her in recent seasons, so I'm glad that she was front and center, and uh, it seems as if the character is going to be there at least for as long as this Roanoke story occurs, which we still don't know how long that's going to be. But uh, overall, I, I thought it was a great start. Uh, a welcome addition with Cuba Gooding Jr. He was really, uh, he went all for it, uh, joining the cast. And uh, I and liked... didn't even acknowledge him at all. He was really good. 
It was really, really good. Yeah, it was very believable. I sort of like the doting husband. Yeah, like it was. I, it was to the point he was so believable. I kept forgetting that it was Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's why I couldn't. But he was really, really good. I mean, I, I thought he did a really good Orenthal. You know, really good too. So, but either way, like I've completely forgot he was in it. Yeah, so strong performances and a creepy story, and I actually like the mockumentary style. I don't know how long they're going to do it, whether it's an entire season type of thing, or at least during this Roanoke story, because once again, we have no idea what the hell's going on. Um, but I enjoyed it, so uh, all of that is to say, seven pigheads. Uh, so Trini, what do you rate this episode? Um, Like a 5.5. I think because um, I don't know if it it, it it was a good intro into what we could expect um, later on in, in this season, but I was really expecting to I don't know like feel spooked, and I didn't really feel that spooked. It it felt like certain moments of it had like um, you know when you're watching those horror movies and they have like cliche moments that you they're like okay don't do that, and they go on do it. That's what uh, certain parts felt like. So it was, um, but it was a, a, a good intro into, you know, seeing what was to come later on in the season. Trini was talking to his screen a lot. <laughs> exactly. Run, bitch, run. <laughs> no, more like, more like, why are you running, bitch? Why not just stay home? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you grabbing them teeth, bitch? Like, yeah, like, like yeah, the teeth. Like, nobody will believe you. Come on. Yeah. You need to start getting your receipts together, okay, Shelby? If you want to start coming out to Matt, nope, nope. You need to, to get your receipts all together. Season. And She's Prince, would you um, rate it? I give it a five because you know what? I've been watching American Horror Story one up until six. They normally start off with at least some hype, you know what I mean? Like, someone's dead. At least one body. Maybe two, if we're lucky. You had the scalped man. Yeah, but, but was like, he was really dead, end. though? Was, we don't really know. Dead. Like, that's what I'm saying. I might see his scalpy ass next episode. Like, never <laughs> scalpy ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, I need someone dead. Like, I want someone dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have people just killing, like, dropping, like, flies. Like, come on. Like, a little torture. A little but kill. in a way, you do have lots just, of like, dead jumpy. people because they're jumpy. all ghosts. But are they? We don't even know. Kathy Bates is a ghost. We keep talking about the way she got hit by that car. You know what? Kathy Bates just might know how to take a car, a hit. She must know how to take a punch, too. <laughs> she knows how to take a hit. She knows how to take it. So, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, I'm just gonna give it a five. We'll see. Maybe next episode, it might turn up. But right now, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I waited this long to be confused. Nah, B. I ain't feeling this. I know. I'm feeling the same way. But I just, I have really high hopes for this season. I feel like Ryan Murphy definitely stepped his pussy up. Shout out to T.S. Madison. As far as this, um, just as far as everything goes from the media, just the way that he's doing the media around it, just the promos, everything. Like he's definitely keeping everything under wraps. And I feel like that's what's 
oh, that sucks so much about it. Because it's just like, dude, you've let us know so much. And I don't even believe this title that you're giving me. Like, Yeah, it's crazy. In years <laughs> past, he was like the spoiler diva. Like, he would spill the secrets on upcoming episodes in, like, post-mortems of that episode. Like, he would yeah. tell you exactly what was going to happen next but episode. But he would still keep it, like, on the low. Like, No, he used to all, like in previous seasons because I, I i there was like a spoiler section in in uh on this podcast before and there isn't one this season oh, because there's right. like no information but he oh, used okay, to like okay. spill all the scoop in interviews uh, especially like post episode interviews about upcoming episodes and there's like nothing out there like i had to like search for an interview and he did one uh, two days ago before the premiere which basically explained that it would be 10 episodes that we'd be done before thanksgiving but that was like all that it said and uh the interviewer sort of like inferred that maybe there would be multiple stories throughout the season but they weren't even sure so there's like nothing out there like he I don't know how they've done it. I guess no one's put a, a a microphone in front of him or he's running away from the microphones. But he used to do like a really good job of like giving spoilers, but he has done nothing, which I'm impressed by because like we literally know nothing. Which is why there's no spoiler I just section. Know a little bit of something. I just want to like just something, Lord. Just so I like just a little bit of something please just so i know what i'm doing like i just want to know like i kept hearing stories of jessica lang possibly coming and playing like a part but i mean mainly i just want her to come back ain't that the truth but uh, on that note join us next time for a brand new installment of are you afraid my roanoke nightmare once again here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us binge listen to your favorite poppy chula radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com archives you can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through itunes just search for are you afraid my roanoke nightmare and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PCR. Are you afraid? Follow us on Tumblr, are you afraid? Dash A H S dot Tumblr dot com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, wish the listeners a good night. Dos Vidania. Good night, everyone. Good night, sleep tight. Don't let the off pig boy bite. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Are You Afraid every Friday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychuloradio.com every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Good night.